This week on the Push Boys podcast, we talk about onboarding for client nutrition and probably more excitingly, what is the best way to have each meat and protein product? doesn't the fisherman go to the gym hey guys welcome to the push for legs podcast with myself dan meek because he pulled a muscle oh, <laughs> that was weak yeah. uh me that wasn't your best one mate <laughs> that was not your best one whatsoever uh, i was I'm too busy looking up content to kind of search for yeah. funny jokes so and you funny can hear my jokes apologies i'm a little bit nasally because it's because yeah. it's just COVID. No, no, it's like hay fever and cold, unfortunately. Uh, um, hay fever. Ugh, minion. Does that exist in your country? I haven't had it once since being here. And it, like, it's really nice to be in hot weather and not feel it as well, by the way. Like, I just, I always, I did think I'd be right with it because whenever I go on holiday, I never get hay fever. I think in the UK, I think there's something about whether it's the type of grass, type of trees or something, there's something or a bush or some fucking thing like that. Um, I used yeah. to get it really, really bad. Um, but yeah, touch wood. Anyway, um, yeah, it's been it's been all right. It's just pollution you've got to be careful about over here. What just fumes. Yeah, uh, that's the thing, isn't know, it? And imagine and imagine if we looked up the pollution thing at Dubai compared to London, it might be what we yeah. got. What is it actually? Yeah, just thinking that then. I was like, I've never checked on the old is it on weather app? Did you check the pollution or uh yeah, air pollution. So London is three. Uh, I think I've got Dubai. That's how much I mean you mean to me, Dan. I've always got your thing on here. Um, yeah. Pollution. Don't know. It's only got UV index. Yeah, the government might hide it. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's nothing on. There's nothing on the Apple one. Whereas, like, it's on. Oh Apple yeah, the ones. data from Breezometer. Isn't it Breezometer? Should I see if I can search for Dubai? So London's a a three low. Air quality index is three, which is similar to yesterday about this time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that tells me nothing. Not. What's it's yours? The, it's three. It's green. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Ours is 174. Oh, right. I guess that's good. Then. Which is unhealthy air quality, it says. Oh, right. Well, this is on different yeah, scale, not I'm good. assuming, then. Um, must be a different scale. Yeah. Yeah. This says health information. Uh, in, enjoy your usual outdoor activities. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, that's not great, is it? Unhealthy. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing. Um, what's been going on in your world, my friends? Not you, a lot, uh, you know. We've just been, um, just been, just been busy. Just doing the uh, launch for the business and body blitz, which uh, which has gone well. So sure. those of you who uh, are listening, who came to the webinar or you know, been getting the emails, thank you. Come join up. Come say hello. Eight weeks of me and Mike helping you through everything. Um, yeah. If you want more information, just ask as well. By the way, it's always uh, it's always a good thing. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's basically the uh, the nuts and bolts. What we've been up to the last uh, week or so. What have I been up to? Um, I thought I was about to die uh, yesterday. So yeah, that's about it. It's always good, isn't it? <laughs> I thought I might have. Uh, I'm still not better. FYI, recording this, just just soldiering on, just grinding, isn't I? Um, just such a grinder, uh, mate. Such a grinder. Played obviously golf on Sunday. I did some wine tasting on Saturday, which is always great. But I did feel quite mm. a little bit meh, nasally still then. 
So I do think I'm in the in the midst of a cold of some sort, uh, unfortunately. Mm. And uh, I did some wine tasting. It's good. Golfing. And then yeah, uh, I ate some cheese. I believe some like some mac and cheese. So I got you lulled in, right? Because so, I didn't finish golf till quite like late and then i was just kind of craving i went and got some chicken i knew i had some salad um so i was going to come back to that but then next to the chicken they got me was some like mac and cheese like deep fried bite things and i was like oh i've never had that before yeah. is there finally going to be a way i enjoy mac and cheese because mac and cheese right. is right right i'm past. i'm with you i am with you on this right i really <laughs> want i really want to like mac and cheese correct i really Same. want to like it i feel like that if you had really good, high quality pasta, a bit al dente, and you had some really good quality cheddar and a nice cheesy sauce, and it wasn't liquidy and it was th- thick and it's got potential. Yeah. I've it's never just... had a good one. Meh. Like, I just always, I would rather just have some standard penne and just put cheddar cheese sprinkled over it. That is better, yeah. in, my, in my opinion, than most mac and cheese yeah. i've ever tried and you can like the only way because i was like oh it's got crispy crumb around the outside that might be cool i was like that's that's where i feel like because it lacks texture and like even if you buy so like i've been given whatever the the us one still bad don't get it don't get it. it it promises so much and delivers so little um so this is so just off on a tangent right with this but <laughs> i remember that one of my clients that i used to travel with around the world and all that sort of stuff tom knows anyway he used to have this dish right <laughs> big shot yeah. no he used to have this dish called it's called cacio e pepe or something like that and basically it was like in italy it's a huge meat dish it's basically just spaghetti I've had it. black I've had pepper it. And pecorino cheese with a little bit of the, of the, yeah, a little bit of the water from from the thing. And he used to say it was the most incredible thing. He made it for me once, and it was just like incredible. And I'm like, so you can do it. This is the thing. I know it can be done. And I just think that Americans butcher the mac and cheese. I think that they just ruin it. If anybody's in London, yeah, um, there is a past. There's two. There's a pasta shop called Padella. That is their signature dish. There's two. There's one in Shoreditch and one in Borough Market. So good. And it is so good. And it only costs about like eight quid i think six quid yeah. i think to buy it padellas Honestly. it's so cheap it's un- the most expensive pasta is so cheap because uh, the most expensive pasta on their menu in this quality restaurant is like 11 pounds 12 pounds mm. that's it so i always got two pastas i'm like yeah and burrata oh see this is the problem with cheese it gives me gas so i thought i was gonna die basically i could still have appendicitis i'm not too sure um but i've read a load of like stuff and you know how you Google your symptoms and then you basically, it just ends up that you're you going to die. Um, yeah. And then I've, I've also factored in, use my brain. I've like this, because I think I conjoined uh, golf abdominal rotational pain with cheese gas pain and had them both at the same time, which was a new pain for me. I had them both separately, <laughs> but I hadn't had them together. And which it gave the, the, the feeling because obviously I'm right-handed. So my, my aggressive rotation will compress my uh, right abdominals and obliques, which is where your appendix is. And I was mm. like, shit, uh, my pain has moved away there and stayed there. So I was assuming that obviously I've got appendicitis, but everything I've read about appendicitis is people, it doesn't tend they're like the, the numb pain doesn't stay for like three, four days and then gradually kind mm. of chill out. Um, it generally gets worse and worse and you end up feeling it like you've got knives in you. So I haven't got that. I'm able to function and I slept better. So yeah, we're all good. Um, but yeah, what, what else have I been doing? Uh, just busy. It's uh, as all the PT coaching. 
We're still working title. We've been calling them the collectors, our group, but I think it's a bit weird. Sounds like yeah, they're the collecting money for like uh, charity, yeah. isn't it? Like, I'm like, mm, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. It does need a bit of work. It does need a bit yeah, of work. It does. Thank you. I, I totally agree. I'm like, I'm not calling yeah. these people the collectors because it just it sounds yeah. like they're collecting money for us, which I'd love them to do, but indirectly, that's what's happening. Um, and yeah, it's very strange. So yeah, it's uh, monthly one to one time. So uh, unfortunately, that means my diary looks disgusting. Um, but obviously, I get to speak all these wonderful people. <laughs> but yeah it's, the, obviously it's, it's the uh it's the first month we're doing them so i'm doing quite a lot um of them so they get to talk to me wonderful just to check in how everybody's doing good. everybody's doing pretty well so it's all good it's all going well we've uh yeah another three people have joined the the gang i think um so we're growing nicely so yeah it's good there will be at the end of two uh, i think we've got two more months and then we we might launch something else um and if uh there's more premium package or there'll be uh, an amazing kind of do it yourself, not do it yourself, but more of a, a cohort group package, much like Dan does. Interesting that. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like, almost like it works, Dan. It's madness. Um, uh, don't be daft. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did also see, yeah. Sook, Sook sent an email out to the Stridus users about your little seminar as well. Yeah, he did very yeah. kind of him as well to do that. So yeah, yeah, we had a few people um on the webinar. I think like again, like it was one of those where on the webinar we obviously announced the blitz thing, but it was it was the niche stuff. Like we had a really good feedback from it, and again, a lot of people took a lot from it. And I think um not enough people really go into that. Like I think it's it's obviously different if you're one to one and in person and things like that. And and you know you have to build up a very good referral network to get the kind of your niche nailed. I suppose in that point of you kind of train all sorts of people and all that. But with online, obviously you you're kind of looking to attract certain people and. Yeah, it's just nice to know that, you know, what we're doing has, has been helpful for people. And we had like 70, 70, I think it was 72 in the end, uh, its peak uh, of people watching it. And then about another 100 watched on the on the replay. So, um, yeah, like it's just stuff that for us is we don't mind talking about. We enjoy talking about it and helping people with this sort of stuff because it is really important. And um, yeah, look, and, and obviously we announced that, you know, the uh, with the, the group coaching, with the Blitz thing, it's kind of a case of, well, that's kind of the starting point for it. And then for us, we we're going to then take those guys through it and, and through how you then turn that into, you know, your content, your message and everything else around it. Um, so that you can, uh, you can obviously get more clients in it essentially, but we'll see, um, like I said, we'll see, uh, we'll see what comes of it and what might come of it, what might not. But, uh, if nothing else, it was fun. So, you know, you've got to take, take that. 100%. Mm. So says we're good at it. So that's what, that's why I think he sent it out. He was like, yeah, they're good at this stuff. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> so my, we've actually got to make this good now brilliant so yeah, that's fine. <laughs> bit of pressure nothing like a bit of pressure is there eh? exactly exactly mate um just just that's what you strive under for putting anyway so <laughs> one gets that <laughs> i'm gonna buy down a new putter for his let's talk about putting why have you why present. have you bought that why have you why have you decided <laughs> to say that come on Come on, why have you decided that? Tom? That's not nice. Apparently, apparently, I did. I didn't even know, but Dan told me I only did thirty putts. He's ten thousand miles away. <laughs> Mate, um, don't you worry about that. Sneaking. I am eagle-eyed, eagle-eyed watching. Don't Good. you worry about um, that. All right, we're gonna go. Basically, um, one of the topics that we had for the not collectors, um, over. I think just think of a few people and. Um, I think one of my clients was talking about it as well, an onboarding process uh, for nutrition, essentially, and how you uh, deal with those difficult 
people, uh, what Dan would do essentially, uh, giving mm. some knowledge base. But um, and then I think uh, this is certainly something that's come up for uh, some of my mentor guys as well, um, which is training leading up towards training and dieting leading up to annoying park runs and those sports and stuff like that. And how does that start to look? Um, it is something that I'm going to think along like the group thing. I think uh, I'll announce it here because I might as well fucking keep myself accountable. I want to do a combine kind of thing. Dan knows what a combine is, right? Yeah. 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 It's where people, was, it's where, it's where people embarrass themselves in front of loads of other people trying to do these lifts and trying to do these moves and they, they struggle at and then they're the worst in <laughs> that whole cohort. Yeah. That's what yeah, I know the most. So essentially, I want to pick, yeah, it's a variety of basically tests and stuff like that and have everybody on a, I don't know, just, you don't have to do it in front of people. Fuck it. Um, just a bunch of people running a very similar program, like eight weeks, what it'd be improving your combine because it's about to be off season kind of thing at the moment. So any kind of sport you play, um, it'll be an interesting thing, much like I did on the free thing from Fitter. I just want to try out Stridus and see how it works as well. So I think mm. there'll be a, a minimal fee. Um, but yeah, I want to I want to see how it works on Epidus because I've started to move clients over to Stridist. Um, and yeah, it will, it has, I mean, just like uh, I think Dan mentioned to me previously, I think it's just as soon as um, for running kind of coaching, that kind of thing, um, it does seem invaluable once you've built the system in it. Um, and it's very yeah. very easy but it's just it's just a lot of work front end but what isn't essentially unfortunately yeah there um, is yeah there's what isn't i think we um we sat down and spoke with suck and explained like how we currently do things and, and we're hoping that again there'll be a few maybe tweaks made to, to the kind of training design stuff because i think with a lot of these apps i think the the problem is uh and, and this is across the board this isn't this isn't just try this or anything like that but again it's one of those where you know all you good coaches will know that you almost have to like zoom out a little bit when you're writing a training plan. You have to have like, for me anyway, I write out the four days over the 12 weeks and I plan the periodization of that over a 12 week plan. And I like to look at the certain days, day one, day three, if they're two upper days or two low day or full yeah. body. And I want to look at horizontal push pulls, vertical push pulls, like squatting movements, hinge movements. I want to know what exercise I've already programmed and whether they're unilateral, bilateral. And when you have a very, very big macro view of it all, you can see it really, really easy, move things around you can create a good training plan in 10, 15 minutes. Easy. Like if, if you know what you're doing um, for me anyway, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> you know, cause you can, you can look at it and you know what you're doing. And then whereas with a lot of these apps, the problem is, is it's such a micro level that they set like day, you know, week one, day one, go into this exercise and you, then you, you come out of that exercise and you go into then week two, day one, and you can't see what you've done on all the other stuff. You can't see any of the progressions. You can't see how it works well. So um we're hoping that there'll be an element of, of, of not change to it, but, but just an upgrade to that system because n as far as I'm aware, no, none of the others do it anyway, because that's one of the big problems with them. No, I think even Twitter, when I looked at it, it's the same problem. It's that I want to be able to look at on my computer screen, the whole 12 weeks, five days, three days, whatever it is and see everything, not zoom in on each individual day. On and, every single day. It takes a long time because we were saying it took about, I think Mike was saying, it's the first time he'd used the, used the striders. I think he said, he said it took him, um, like, yeah, a bit longer than it would have taken him if he'd have done it on his own way of doing it. And simply because of that reason that it's global, look at it a bit bigger, bigger picture yeah. stuff. And obviously there's the option of like just doing it by uh, type, just like Fitter is or True Coach or anything. But I was just like, that's not the selling point of, of Stridus. It goes mm. link into the video, bam, bam, bam. I was like, that's the point of it, isn't it? So that's what I want. Yeah. I think the, um, for, for me, the the member, the, the client journey element of it is is just the 
it's just the, so much better. The, the, yeah. the, the bit, it's the thing like you can effectively, I mean, create this client journey where if you get regular questions at regular time points, you just slot in the educational video, put some text in there. You can even write, if you really wanted to write fucking blogs and shit for them to read at certain time points and just the way that it's done and the way that they can, they can give you data and the way that that's categorized, the way they can look back on it and you can automate messages, you can automate elements of accountability within I it. I think would know that it's automated. That, the, yeah. the automations is, is, is the thing. Yeah. Cause obviously um, I, I'm super intelligent. Obviously um, I enrolled myself as a client of myself with a different email. Um, mm. So I could see what the automations, I was the first one obviously seeing, just seeing what the automations were set up for like yeah. a plan I did. So it would just keep, so it keeps annoying me. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, so the thing for still- example, so like from, for me, if I was doing a check-in on a Tuesday, right? And I said to a client, right, I want to get you to progress photos done on Saturday morning for me. I don't text them on a Saturday morning because I forget. But if yeah. I'm doing their check-in, on their check-in, I can just go right that week, I go Saturday morning, send automated message, 9 a.m., do your progress photos done and it looks like i've sent it reminds them what they need to do they don't forget and those little things no other app i've seen does that element of it and you can you can do that again every single week and you can change that little that little nudge you can change the time of day it's done time you know whatever day of the week and um yeah just just really really simple from from that point of view i think you can again plan ahead of time you can you know so if in four weeks time you're going to start a diet phase you go on the calendar four weeks ahead of time you put that note in and go, right, that's when we're going to start it. And you can do that on spreadsheets and stuff. But again, it just gives yeah. them a nudge to say, right, do a food shop this weekend because you know you're going to start dieting on Monday to so make sure you get some low calorie foods in, some you know leaner cuts of meat than, than you have been getting. And all of a sudden, it's just like that next level of like accountability and service without really you having to do loads more work, I think, from that point of view. So it's, um, yeah, really, really good uh, from, from that point of view. So. Wonderful. We'll talk about, because it kind of lays into what we were just saying there on onboarding nutrition, but I thought what would be way more fun? Um, just an idea that popped into my head, Daniel, because uh, fortunately, London, I, I feel like you would have already had this in Dubai because obviously the Western kind of American culture that they want to implement in terms of food. And uh, over the last week, I have had um, Popeyes. Have you had Popeyes before? No, it's that chicken. It is chicken, correct? And I've had uh, when I've had Wendy's, which everyone mm, knows. Okay. Wendy's, right? um, mm. But they've only kind of recently come to the UK, and now they're on delivery, um, more like centralized kitchens, which is the interesting thing. So what what they've done is like delivery have like obviously bought like a big, I don't know warehouse based kitchen bit, slapped it in the middle of London, and gone. What brands want to cook out of here? You don't actually have yeah. to have a physical shop, but you can be on delivery um and yeah uh-huh. companies like that have decided to do that uh, which is a great idea because they get to test the water a little bit more see what they're um, yeah and and i suppose the biggest bit. problem for that i suppose the biggest problem for them will be leasing somewhere right and, and the cost of upgrade yeah, yeah. fitting it out and if they've gone actually you don't need all the branding you don't need all that you just need your kitchen effectively you just your need staff. your kitchen yeah that's it yeah that's uh, clever clever idea isn't it? um yeah. but it did get me thinking daniel okay so well we can cover vegan and whatever um but the best way to have each meat because i was like oh fried chicken oh beef oh what kind of sauces what kind of thing do you have um so let's let's go let's go from the let's 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 rank not rank them we're not gonna rank them we're just gonna have the best way we would have if you were the only gonna have i don't know that's a different question isn't it your most favorite is a different question to only having this for the rest of your life um in this time 
because you're like you're not you might you, i guess you pick your favorite but then it might be like oh i really love that but i don't like it in huge quantities so it's like oh mm. um anyway. starting with so i think you've you, you've got a, do we do you want to ease in and have an easier choice i don't i don't think there's any easy choices to be fair i, don't we, think I guess we'll, we'll 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 start with beef how in what way would we have beef because we've asked if anybody's a new listener to the show uh we have asked previously what meat or kind of protein products would you have for the rest of your life if you could only have one and I think we've always gone kind of beef because you've got burgers, you've got steaks, you've got that, yeah, um, all that kind of stuff. But then, like, obviously, pork, you've got bacon, you've got, I don't know, any kind yeah, of tenderloin, just... all this kind of stuff. I think what sources. for me, I think so for beef, me, Daniel, beef, how would I you have the beef? The beef is, has got to be steak. It has to be. Like, it has so to be. Rolling out burgers. No more burgers. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, only because, only because... I think, yeah, I'm gonna say steak. I think it's got to be, mate. It's, it's you can't beat a really top quality cooked steak. Burgers are great, but they're a, a fast food. They're I always come, you know, cheesy. I I just think it's if I'm yeah, steak. I'm going with steak. It is the best way it's cooked. It is. You can't argue with that. It is. It is the best meat. It's the best way. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go different to you. I think um because i'm a slow cooker fan and smoky smoker fan um mm. so that's yeah. more my thing Brisket, something like that. so it's gonna be some sort of kind of louisiana 24 hour smoked brisket correct that is what's gonna happen so another like good dry child, rub on, and then i'm gonna be I'm like not. i'm gonna go with that i think i would rather and probably if i were to go burger because i would rather have that in a bun than a burger so i'm like cool i've got the versatility there i would have a slab of it or i'd have like yeah. the, the strips and make it more of a shaving of it i think make I'd a good, go, you make a good argument but i'm still sticking with steak still going with a nice like uh, what you have like a big porterhouse i'm assuming something ridiculous yeah i think some uh, just kobe steak go fucking mad one might as well make it a good one absolutely yeah. so we're going kobe and uh kobe and we're going brisket. Uh, but it's got to be like 24-hour smoked. Um, all the carcinogens in there. Lovely. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, all of that jazz, yeah. <laughs> all right, I put these into... I guess we can just group these as poultry. But we're, we're, saying, we're saying chicken, aren't we? Really? There's no other yeah, bird. Yeah, chicken. I guess, um, I guess, I guess I, I'll let you have duck in case you're a peaking nah, duck guy or don't a care about poison that. duck don't guy. Care about that. Don't care about um, that. You're probably chicken, not going to go turkey, but you're going to go chicken. I think I think you're, you you said it at the start. I think fried chicken, but more like chicken tenders with buffalo sauce. You know, like chicken tenders, like not not you like KFC way, fried yeah. chicken, like with bones and everything in it. I'm thinking like crispy chicken like that with again a bit of buffalo sauce. Um, I just think it's just the nicest way to cook it. I think just plain chicken is a bit boring, obviously. Um, you've <laughs> definitely got breadcrumbs with chicken. You can't you can't just have it plain. Um, there's not really many other ways to have it. Roast chicken, I suppose, we would argue, but I just think it's, nah, it's still a bit too plain for my liking. Fried, again, it's living in a dream world, so I'm going to say fried. Fried like chicken tenders, you know, like the boneless chicken tenders, because you're going to have multiple sauces with them. Comes in different ways, yeah. I think that's the... I think you are bang on. Yeah, I would go 100%. Um, there is a place, where am I going to go for it? Probably uh, there's Bone Daddy's. 
um, and there is a place for Korean fried chicken. Mm. And Korean fried chicken, they're like, oh, it's, it's like one of my friends was like, it's fried chicken. It's basically like KFC. I was like, fucking not like, it. oh, it's so much fresher. Mm. It's so much cleaner, like how it's made. Mm. I was like, it's not as greasy. And it's this like sticky kind of sweet, spicy sauce. Oh, so good. Better than buffalo sauce, but you can have your buffalo. Uh, I'm going to go Korean kind of barbecue uh, chicken. I love how you're typing it down like this is going to happen. Like, oh yeah, I'm 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 gonna send you it. Uh, I can find you. I've got your. I've got I've got you on delivery. You're fine. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So we will we'll go pork. Ooh, see, I'm torn. I'm torn, and you probably know what I'm torn between. I'm torn between pork belly or bacon. They're the two Ooh. things that I think. I knew yeah. I knew one was bacon, but yeah, yeah. yeah. See, now this is the other thing, though, because pork belly, because you can still make, like, shredded pork with it. I know you use pork shoulder normally to do that. And it's, again, I'm thinking pork belly, but then I'm, it's more method of cooking, right? It's not about the, the section of it we're talking about, right? So then I'm thinking, actually, like, the pulled pork, slow and low kind of way of cooking pork is the best way to cook it. But then I've also had a hog roast and you get the bun and the applesauce and, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think I'm salivating more over the pork because I just don't have it as regularly over here. Um, True. You can still get it. You can still get it. It's just not as easy accessible. But uh, is it better oven roasted pork belly or slow and low pulled pork? And I'm going to go slow and low pulled pork. Slow and low pork. Because you have the briskets, you're not going to go for that because it's basically the same thing. Whereas no, I feel like yeah. if I go for that with some coleslaw and a bun, it's like my equivalent. So, <laughs> yeah. see, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna go bacon. I'm gonna have bacon. Bacon, like, yeah. Oh, just because you yeah, have like different yeah. cuts of it. I, I mix between yeah. like thick bacon and streaky bacon. I don't have like medallion, like normal bacon that often, like back bacon. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Um, would you? Yeah. It's too, too like, healthy for you, man. It's lean, too boring. Lean I'm like, I want some, yeah, yeah I want some fat on it. Um, <laughs> all right. Now we move into the, I've got one, two, three, four, sec more, five more sections, actually. Those are the main meats, though, I, don't, I think we'd say. Yeah. Uh, seafood. Global. Yeah. I'm not going to go all, like, yeah, shellfish against normal fish. It's all fucking seafood, right? It all comes from one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't call land food. Um. um i think not a huge seafood fan if i'm honest like not not huge but there is one way i do like it and if i was going to have it one cooked one way <laughs> it wouldn't be cooked at all it'd be sushi oh yeah so you're gonna go sashimi mm. yeah i'd i'd have salmon tuna mackerel fatty tuna give it me that way i'm happy bit of rice with it yeah that would be the one for me i think i think I, 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 if Absolutely. anyone chooses if anyone chooses the fried fish and chips like you're fucking wrong don't you <laughs> um so british yeah i think i've got to absolutely concur i'm a sushi yeah. guy yeah, I've got to. Sushi is the one, man. Oh, if it was a bit cheaper, I'd eat it all the fucking time. Like, 
It's so easy to it, eat. Do you find with sushi that you never feel that overwhelming fullness of just like feeling correct. ill? Like I, I swear to God, if you put the same amount of a plate of sushi in front of me as you did like chips and burger, because it's so fresh and like, I hate using the word clean, but it kind of what it feels like. It just, <laughs> it's so much easier to eat more of. And I just don't get that sick feeling. It slides down, doesn't it? It's like, oh, it's so it easy is. to it's digest. In. And I just feel like it's what we were made to eat, you know, a little bit, like, cause it's raw fish. I just feel like you're kind of made to eat it. It just, oh, a bit of soy, bit of soy sauce, wasabi. Oh, fucking yeah. All day long. All day long, mate. Nice. Um, beautiful. Yeah, I'm going to go sushi. I think we agree on that one. That's the only thing mm. we're going to agree on. Um, all right. I have put here miscellaneous meat. <laughs> um, I guess this goes into like game meats. Uh, I guess I, I know Dan is a massive rabbit eater. So, <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna feed me any game or anything like that, it's got to be in a pie. It's got to be in a pie. In a pie. Uh, I think so you've got way. game. Yeah. You've got like crocodile. If you're into that, I guess you got ostrich. No. You got stuff like that. Um, no. This is where I might dip back into an ostrich steak. Uh, no chance, mate. No. You, 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 or ven- mate. you go venison, right? Um, but I think this is up yeah. for debate. I'm like. I wouldn't be fussed. Give it, give that to me in a pie. I'll take my, that in pie for <laughs> Everyone likes a nice pie, and I can have a venison pie, bit of gravy in there, and you know, would feel like I'm not missing out. So I'd go with the pie. 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 Yeah, I'm gonna go. Not an ostrich pie, but I love venison pie. Ostrich. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and again, we're talking protein. Remember that was the thing. Protein. Okay. Um, egg. Jesus. And we're, we're both quite passionate about this because we do eat eggs a lot. <laughs> we do, we do, we do, we do. I think, have I got to make them or is it just this type <laughs> that I can have? This is a type. This is a type. Yeah. I've not gone free of every day. And I'm brutally honest. If it was what we had to make, Korean fried barbecue is not the thing I'm going to choose myself yeah, to make. Fair, okay, fair. <laughs> In that case, I would have poached eggs. Poached eggs is, is the one. Done well. Um Scrambled is a good second, but but I think uh, that over over most. I think omelette, yeah, no fried. omelettes. Uh, what are you on about? Somebody else said that to me. I was like, "Are you joking?" No, all right. That is your favorite type of. That is the least favorite. That is my I'm least going, favorite type of egg uh, preparation. The omelette. I'm going poached. Boring. Poached. I'm going. I'm gonna flip it. I will go scrambled. I love scrambled, but runny scrambled. You morons that overcook it, get out, leave. <laughs> yeah. Hang up, hang up. Just just delete the podcast now. It's fine. Just, um, yeah, I don't understand that. What like. is going on? Do not overcook your scrambled eggs. A little bit runny. Lovely, lovely. Um, nice. Yeah, then f- sunny side up and fried and all this kind of stuff. Meh. Just, even with a fried breakfast, I wouldn't want it. I'd be like, no. yeah, you're right. I've got enough fried things. Like, give me something that wasn't put in, like, yeah, deep fat. All right, um, and then I guess the last one is a vegan option. Is it vegan, mm. vegetarian, basically vegetarian option that is an egg, um, if I'm honest, but I think that covers most um, things. If you yogurt have to. Then. Yogurt. <laughs> really? You go yogurt? Well, I can't think of anything else that I'd want to eat regularly. 
like uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be protein based, isn't it? That's the only thing. That's why I've caught myself out now because I would go like some sort of like miso aubergine, but that's not very proteinous, is it? No. Uh, I did originally write uh, tofu as an option, but tofu is not a chance. Gross. Um, not a chance. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, yogurt is a strong way if it has to be, but that's you can get a vegan yogurt, right? Yeah, you what, can. What but... kind of what? Yeah, vegan cheese. Mm, it's just bad, isn't it? I guess we can open this one out to um, all all things vegan. All, all plant-based people. Okay, so I've got one to throw at you, though, Tom. It's not protein. Okay. Did you, have you got any others to go for? Is that, is that all of them? That is everything now. I've got one for you, then. Eight, nine categories. I've got one for you, right? It's not a protein, but it's important. Potato. Ooh, that is potato. That is potato. That is important. Um, yeah. Potato. Best, best potato-based product. Best potato form of form of cooking. How are you taking your potatoes with all that stuff you've got? Yeah, because you're gonna be like, um, I think I'm gonna go like twice cooked roasts. I think so. Okay. They've got to be they got to be blanched first, and then you roast them mm. up. Um, okay. Twice cooked roasties. I think I'm gonna go roasties. Yeah. I've, I, I understand there's chips, obviously, and they're mm. versatile with themselves. I guess wedges. Yeah, I think chips. if I say chips, if I say chips, I think you can go fat, you can go thin, you go extra crispy. You can, I just don't think you can beat a chip. I, I really don't. Um, but I do like roast potatoes as well. But then mash would, is pretty fucking good. It's just, it's just a bit too uh, samey. Um, yeah, so you I'm, can't I'm do gonna go, I'm going to go chips. Like, put in cheese and chive or like a bit of bacon mm. in it, in mash. Like, yeah. But would you have like sweet potato or normal potatoes? No, normal potatoes. You can't. Normal you can't potatoes, so correct. Normal potatoes. Yeah. normal potatoes for all yeah. of that. I like a baked potato, but it's not. I'm not eating it for the, the only potato no. for the rest. It's not the time. only way, is it? Like, no. no. Like mm-hmm. I go roasties, roasties, and or unless there was some, I don't know. What's the like dauphinois? Oh, yeah, but that's too rich. You it's so rich. Saying that, we just fucking uh... named all those meats. I mean, you couldn't have steak, <laughs> maybe, but, you know, if we're going for it, yeah, Dauphin Mars would be... But isn't that not... I don't know, if, is that a method of cooking or is that a... Have you ever no, had, like, a know. potato pave? No. A parve, sorry. Oh, actually, what am I saying? I've completely missed a trick here. McDonald's hash browns. That's how I have my potatoes forever. Ooh, hash potatoes. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. Every hash day. Browns. Nice. They are incredible. What Would do you... they do to them? What do they do? To them? <laughs> what is on that coating that they put? There's something addicting about that. That hash, those hash browns. I swear to God. I don't know. All right, uh, we'll move on because we've we've ended up spending about twenty minutes on this. Um... <laughs> it's important. So we uh, it is well. Uh, what is also important, Dan, is onboarding nutrition clients because uh, we'll talk about. Well, check back next week and we'll talk about preparing for people to like do events and stuff and i'll actually i've got to do a lead magnet for like uh what have i got to do what what performance indicators i track and stuff like that why not just tracking weights and crap is all great um but yeah onboarding nutrition dan because obviously everybody that's coming to you that's what they do and uh They've just they've just eaten that in one day, correct? And then they've ruined their life. Yeah. So <laughs> what would you say? So from client day one, they've on they are starting to onboard. They've they've logged into their Stridus app. They're all excited. Yeah. They've got a message mm-hmm. from Dan. Here's your link. 
they're like, shit, I'm on. Um, they're hopefully going to see a little wave-in video of Dan going, hey, yeah. or one of the ones he's wearing really close to the camera. Uh, I, yeah. I want, oh, can you start doing your onboarding videos? Like, uh, what's his Francois Boulogne or whatever it is? Um, the train oh, yeah, guy. with the, uh, the GoPro thing. The, the GoPro right in your face. Oh, please do that. Oh, make Mike do a spoof video of that. He's got to do that. That will that will fly, surely. Oh, it's so funny, isn't that? <laughs> Yeah, GoPro. <laughs> or just just tape uh, just tape your iPhone to it said and like zoom in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you have to use like a fisheye, wouldn't you? You have to use the 0.5 yeah, 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 magnification one really um, close. Like uh, just do it when he's like working out or like on his scooter. <laughs> Go to yours. <laughs> That'd be gold. Giving you ideas. All right, onboarding then. Um, what's the process? What do you what do people find tough at the start? Um, what, when are they, when are they going, oh, you're going to start tracking your calories? You're, what are the telltale signs mm. if you're going to go calorie, calories, calories, water, I don't know, start tracking your weight, start tracking your protein, start tracking mm. your veg. What, what's your go-to? What are you doing? So basically what we do is they, they, they sign up, they, um, they then get, we then send, I send them then a bunch of onboarding videos, which essentially takes them through how to fill in the questionnaire how to take their progress photos, how to st- do their starting measurements. Um, so the first three things they do. Um, and then I get them to start tracking their calories for an assessment week. So I say to them, this is how you track calories. You've not done it before. This is how to use the app. I just need a rough idea of what you eat and keep a food diary alongside the numbers so we can talk through your food choices and just stick to a normal week. I want to see what you normally do without any intervention, without me telling you anything and what you need to do, just what you've been up to at the moment and and that's that's it basically so they have a week there of tracking their food and, and trying not to change anything uh, which inevitably they do because they're tracking their food so inevitably <laughs> they're going to change their habits but the first two to three days they often do stick to their normal diet and then they sort of start to get better and again it gives me an idea of what they assume they need to do to be better as well so it's kind of twofold so it's the one is i get an idea of what their habitual kind of diet looks like and then the second part of it is that i see what they think they should be doing in order to diet, which either maybe drop carbs, go stupid low calorie, whatever it might be, just have more protein shakes or, or whatever. And then after that week, I jump on the phone with them uh, and I sort of go, uh, and on that phone call, we basically just, uh, you know, dissect their week and talk through what happened, why they made certain decisions, what where they were at immensely when they were thinking about these sorts of things. And then basically from that call, I get a really good idea as to where they're at. And I do, alongside, before that phone call, I'll obviously read through the questionnaire, so they'll highlight any past problems they've had, issues, um, whether they've tracked before, what diets they've done before, what their goals are, and all these sorts of things. And from that, I'll have a pretty good idea on that phone call of what I need to work on, again, based on looking over their assessment week um, and their nutrition and their food choices, whether they eat too many meals, not enough meals, don't focus on breakfast, grab lunch on the go, don't drink enough water, whatever it is. And then in my head, I kind of paint a picture of, right, over the next 10 weeks, these, this is, these are the things we need to do. But I don't tell them that. I just basically go, right, first week, all we need to do is do this because on the assessment week, as you can see, you fucked up here, here, and here. Don't use that terminology, but basically say, look, this is, these are things we can improve upon. And then I go through, right, these things are doing really, really well. So you're eating enough protein. You're actually eating regularly through the day. You're drinking enough water. Um, we just need to be careful at weekends because you tend to eat a bit more calories there. So I say, right, this week, what I want you to do is track the calories again. This is a rough idea of where I want it to be Monday to Friday. And then at the weekend, you've got a few more calories to work, play with. And that's all good. I want your meal composition to roughly look like this. So every single meal, there should be a protein source of at least, depending on what weight they are, 25, 30 grams a meal. 
Um, and then we'll say, right, you know, based on what you've shown me in your assessment week, these are the protein sources I would stick closer to, and these are the ones I would stay away from simply because they're higher in calories and these ones are lower in calories. Um, any problems, you can text me, blah, blah, blah. Uh, next week, we'll check in, we'll see how you've done with that, uh, and then we'll give you the next thing to work on. Um, they'll then go away, and again, they'll then get some resources around like good protein choices, um, good vegetable choices, food shop ideas, what things need to be looking in terms of like food hours need to go down, potentially, that like, kind of stuff. Again, depending on their level of knowledge, right? But that's all kind of covered on the phone call of like what you need to now focus on, what we need to take out, what we need to stop doing. And then also talking about like their emotional response to things. So again, why did they choose that? Why did they go for that? Were they stressed? Were they happy? Were they sad? Were they, are they emotionally eating? And we can talk through that as well. Um, and then usually after that first week, the second week, then we we'll talk about alcohol because that's usually the thing that crops up then. Oh, I'm, on, I'm now, now I'm dieting, but can I drink or how do I get alcohol in? How do I fit it in? Uh, and we then sort of talk through that. So that's kind of how I, I onboard someone. And, and it's not too rigid because everyone needs different things. But essentially, the, the onboarding is about 10 or 11 videos, short, sharp videos of getting everything set up in terms of what they need in terms of questionnaire, progress photos, measurements, and all that sort of stuff so that they're not left wondering what to do at any point. Um, that's kind of it, really. Lovely. What are the, I guess, big, let's go two to three biggest problems that people come back with during their onboarding week that you're where you start to go oh, or they're like refusing to track or they're refusing to weigh in or give give me for instances um usually uh they're not tracking accurately they'll miss out days of their assessment week sometimes um is a common one um and it's usually because they didn't know how to track something like a meal out or alcohol or something like that. Um, other than that, again, you shouldn't really have too many things that they don't do because you should have accounted for that. You should make sure that you know, like you've got it covered, like, you know, you know it's coming kind of thing. Um, the only thing is maybe forgetting to take their photos on the right day. They maybe leave it three or four days later or something like that. Um, measurements people don't always do that all their measurements because they can't be bothered like to do their arms or their thighs and stuff like again i don't get people to do measurements full body measurements every single week but certainly towards the start and then after sort of three months six months it's good to get an idea of where they're at um in terms of their physique and, and how much they're growing obviously from a measurement point of view is useful as well as pictures so they're probably the only things but they don't really doesn't really stop me coaching them or doesn't make it harder to coach them it's just a bit like okay we'll just make sure we do it this week um from from that point of view because yeah we i think it's one of those things where we, over the years we've managed to just make it really really slick and we've taken out anything that we don't use that's not valuable that, that took time um and we've left everything in that is handy and useful so yeah it's probably the easiest way of explaining it <laughs> now everybody's getting summer body ready daniel um give me your uh what is i guess how long we got to summer you're already there mate um in the uk <laughs> Yeah. Unfortunately, that is uh, still the case that people are, will be uh, dieting as of now. Um, what are they going to start doing? All right, your carbs, all of them, before marbs. Uh, best thing to do, uh, of course. Um, yeah, look, it's, if, you're, if you're looking to diet now for summer, um, I think there's, there's, there's two things you need to think about. Number one, how much do you want to lose? And number two, how long have you got? Because that will dictate everything. 
for example, if you want to lose 10 kilos, it's doable, 100% doable. If you want to do it in 10 weeks, strap in because it's going to get hard. <laughs> if you want to do it in 20 weeks, you can have an easier time of it. And I think people just need to be realistic with their expectations that, you know, in this day and age, we see all these numbers thrown around of weight loss and fat loss and, you know, what people can achieve here, there and everywhere. And it really comes down to the question is, what are you willing to sacrifice? It's not about how much weight you want to lose. It's not about what time frame do you want to lose it in. It's how much are you willing to sacrifice to reach your goal? So, for example, I could easily help anyone listening to this lose 10 kilos in 10 weeks unless you're like a 50, 50 kilo female, but I could, <laughs> but you would need to understand that you couldn't really eat out in restaurants. You maybe go once a week. If you're lucky, you would have to make sure you eat pretty much home prepped food for the majority of the time. You're going to feel lethargic. You're going to feel quite hungry and you're going to have to move around quite a lot. And as long as you're prepared to sacrifice social events, um, maybe, you know, time spent out with friends, eating, drinking, alcohol, high calorie foods, it's doable. So I think that the, the biggest question that people need to ask themselves when they embark on a diet is what am I willing to sacrifice to achieve this goal? And you need to find a number then that correlates with the amount you're willing to sacrifice. Because if you come to me and say, I want to lose 20 kilos by the summer, I will turn around and say to you, you will not do that. And they go, oh, it's not possible. I'm like, no, no, it's possible. You just won't do it. Um, and I think it comes back to, again, people throw around all these numbers and all these things and they go, oh, you know, want to lose this amount. And, and in all honesty, most people, most people are willing to sacrifice enough to lose five kilos in 12 weeks. Most people on average, that'd be a decent amount. You know, they don't, they don't want, and that would lead to you not sacrificing your weekends. You could still enjoy your weekends, but you'd probably have to be on it during the week. Most people can do that. Um, if that number moved, like I said, nearer to 10, well, all of a sudden your weekends turn into where you can have one night where you can enjoy a bit of food. The rest of the meals need to be bang on. So it, that's what it comes down to. And that's what, that's what I think you need to, to ask yourself. What are you prepared to sacrifice to achieve what you want to achieve? Um, and find that middle ground where those two things get closer. Um, because, because anything technically, again, anything is possible. It's not. But when it comes to weight loss, it's a case of, like I said, 10 kilos in, in eight weeks, doable. It's doable. It really is. You just won't do it. Um, I wouldn't want to do it. And again, I think this is also why a lot of coaches find it difficult to diet because they don't have a reason why. They don't have a strong enough reason because they feel quite comfortable and quite okay with how they look and how they feel about how they look. So they only need to lose four or five kilos. They don't need to do much more than that, usually to feel pretty pretty comfortable and pretty good about their physique, which is a great place to be. And I think that's where most people should strive to be, is that most people that come to me want to lose 30 kilos. And I say to them, this 30 kilos will be the hardest thing you ever do. But once you've done that, you'll never have to do it as hard as that again, ever. That's what she said. Um, it will never be as hard as that. It will always be, well, the four or five kilos is easy to get rid of. It's easy. So if you get rid of 30 and then put four or five back on, easy. You can easily get that off, easy, every single time. Very little sacrifice needed to do that. Uh, the problem is people's expectations and what they're prepared to do are polar opposites, usually. Yeah. In terms of the... Because I think we discussed it previously. Um, there's obviously a good resource out there. What you were kind of vaguely talking about is the cost of getting lean, right? Um, yeah. Which was obviously popularized by PM. 
And then people bastardize mm-hmm. it and it's like, oh, it's, well, that's awesome. I do a dumbed down version, 100%. I do a modified, more up to date version, I guess. Um, it's how I lay out. Um, and you're like, are you willing to do this? No, then you move up a notch. Are you willing to do this? No, all right. Well, don't, you're not going to look like that, um, all that kind of stuff. So um, don't go looking at Athleen or whoever those people are. Who are the, who are the, who's the guy that the, uh, you like? That Canadian guy with the in the massive house and the car. Uh, Gregor Gallagher. Gregor Gallagher. Yeah. What's his name? V Vino Body. No. Kino Body. Kino Body. Yeah. He gets ripped. He's one of your mates, isn't he? I think he watched my story once. I just had to write that down because I think that's a bloody good quote, and I don't think I've heard anyone else say it. I think it's really good. Quite, I'm gonna. That's going on my Instagram. That is. It's not about whether losing 10 kilos in 10 weeks is possible. It's about how much you're willing to sacrifice to get it. Um, it's like, I think that, that's that's me, that that's is, that's way of lifestyle. Not like, yeah, I will sacrifice my cat, or I will yes. quite happily give up. <laughs> of course, yeah. Will you um, give up looking after Isabel to lose 10 kilos? Yeah, like, yeah, yes, no, I will. Yes, I will. <laughs> it's so the thing about someone like you know, body, people need to understand again is it's easier to maintain a physique like that than it is to attain it. And I've said that before as well. Like that's a key thing that I think people need to understand. And, and again, coaches need to get across to their clients a lot of the time. The work you need to do to attain something is far more than you need to do to maintain it. Maintain. Strength's the same yeah. thing. Muscle's the same thing, right? Everything is the oh, same. 100%. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, it, to, to get better is harder than to stay the same. And it's the reason why a lot of people are overweight. And a lot of people are unhappy with, with their physiques. It's not because they woke up one day and they were 20 kilos heavier after one night out. No one that doesn't happen to anyone. It's gradual. It happens over time. And it's one of those things where it's most people actually stay the same. Like most people who try diets and they kind of like do the four days of the week on the diet and then the weekend they fuck it up. They don't actually gain weight. They just stay exactly the same, but they think they're doing stuff and they think they're working hard. They think they're going to the gym. They think they're doing all these right things, but they're just staying the same. A lot of people, our bodies are designed to stay the same. Like homeostasis is what our body craves. It wants to remain stable and, and, and similar. Um, and it's why a lot of people like I say just stay the same. And it's why weight gain happens so slowly over time. Um, and it's why people have such a hard time when it comes to dieting because your body fights you when you diet because it wants to stay the same. It doesn't want to diet. It wants to stay the same. Why does it want to diet? It thinks there's a famine going on. And people get, don't understand that. They don't understand that you're fighting your body's natural biological urges. You are. Like that's what happens. And it's also why when you gain weight, your body is unhealthier. It doesn't want to gain weight. It doesn't want to be like that. It wants to be athletic. It wants to be able to move properly. Um, and again, even to the point where gaining weight gets harder. Like, so, you know, if you overeat, just as the same way, if you if you diet down and you're in a 500 calorie deficit, your body slowly adapts to those numbers because you, you weigh less. So your body requires less calories just to, to be alive, right? It's just basic, basic physiology. The same happens as you go up in calories. If you overeat, so let's say your, your maintenance is two and a half thousand, you overeat by 500 calories a day. You will gain weight until 3000 is your new maintenance. So you'll gain weight until then your body will go, okay, I don't need you know, 3000 on my maintenance because I'm heavier. I require more calories to move every day. You've then got to overeat again by 500 calories. So if you then gain weight on that, you gain that three and a half thousand calories. So when people get bigger and fatter, they actually need to eat more calories again to get even bigger than that. 
And this is the thing people don't understand when it comes to, to weight gain. And people, I don't eat that much. It's like, well, you obviously do because you have to, to get to that point, right? And it's why people who are bigger can diet on 3000 calories because their body requires four and a half at the moment. So they must be overeaten by a thousand, say five and a half thousand, you know? So it's just remembering that your body wants to stay at maintenance. It, it, it works to maintain where you're at. Uh, it adjusts to the environment you put it in. Um, it's just that we change that environment constantly by adding more food or taking it away or whatever. Well, there you go. There's my TED talk. Today. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, well I gave one last week. So yeah, I was just like, you let you go off on one this week. So I'm, I'm feeling poorly. Right, mate. Yeah, people just people just don't understand again people just don't understand calories they don't understand this whole thing and the way it works they don't understand these concepts of, of like but if you're getting fatter you're getting greedier and you're eating more food like you're fighting your body's natural urge like to you know it's not a case of like you know people say oh when i was younger i could eat three thousand calories and, and lose weight it's like no when you were younger your metabolism was low to high because you moved around a lot more you don't move around anymore and i'm like you're not eating three thousand calories if you're still gaining weight because you're now eating three and a half thousand calories and also when you're a kid your mom and dad didn't let you drink 10 bottles of beer every night and that could be contributing <laughs> to it um so yeah people just don't understand it and they don't they don't get the, the the human body and how it does adapt to these things um i think they just assume that they're set at this one number forever and that's them um it's not doesn't matter like that. it's not Wonderful. Let's bring it to a close. Good, mm. good TED talk. Good down talk. Nice. Um, yeah. I hope everybody's going to go out and find their uh, top eight protein sources um, that they'll ever eat. Lovely chat. Got me salivating. And I know all I'm going to have is salad and some stuff now. So it's just going to be fantastic. Because uh, um, <laughs> it's also summer. And I, I feel like you, you're living this where you need something. You feel like you need something light. And it's gotten a little bit hotter uh, here now. Mm. But as soon as it go, a book goes above 20 degrees here, Dan's like, 20? Are you joking? Um, <laughs> I was in the, I was like, the car oh, the other day. I was in the car the other day and it was 44. Fuck that. No. See you later. Yeah. I won't see Dan until, like, well, unless you obviously yeah. we'll, might see him in the summer because he's going to run away from the heat. But I'll be like, yeah. I'm not, I was like, not coming back till October, November time. So enjoy it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's um, later. It's it's got to that point now where it's yeah, it's a bit much. Um, it's just hot. Where, where hot, me and Suck the other day were playing golf and it got to like near it was like eleven a.m. like nearly midday and I don't know if it's because a mixture of like obviously it's kind of sandy and stuff like that where we play golf and so I think it's a little bit that but I don't it's not all that is that when I breathe in from my nose it feels like I was in a sauna you know like the feeling you get when you oh, breathe in yeah, from your yeah. nose in a sauna it was oh. like that and I was like. Okay, this is warm. Like it's kind of warm. Like, yeah. that's, like, that's, yeah, that's how you know. Yeah. All right, guys. You know. Um, any other business, Daniel? No, not for me. Not for me. If anyone's interested oh. in uh, business and body blitz, just send me a message on Instagram. It'll be all good, and uh, we'll get you sorted. Answer any questions you got. Wonderful. All right, no other business for me. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, and we will catch you next week. See you later.